With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 16. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels here along with Todd Allen Kudebeck, author of Life Mastery Keys and um, host of Life Mastery Radio. Today is Friday, October the 15th. Welcome, Todd. Good day. Yes, good to have you here. So our topic today is manifesting. And I think this is the part where readers, you know, like, if they're going to skip and go over to something, <laughs> you know, they're going to they're gonna skip and go over to the part on manifesting, you know, along with if you had a chapter on prosperity and, you know, we'll probably be mentioning prosperity and along with manifesting. So um, anyway, I mean, what would you say is, um, if there was going to be a definition of manifesting, what would that look like for you? Um, it's magical. It works. I don't think that it would be so prevalent in our society if it didn't work for people. I think that there are there are some there are some keys to getting it to work in your life. Uh, if 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 people if people really think about it, if you were to really think about it, everything that you ever wanted and everything that you ever wanted really really bad, you got right one way or another. You you got that and. There's a, there's another magical side to that that really requires no effort. It's it's thought based. It's it's a different effort. Exactly. You know, it's not no effort, but it's a different effort. It's it's, it's not about effort. hard work. It's about aligning your thinking. Right. 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 Okay. So um, tell me about. I'm sure there's millions of them. But tell me about a time when this was all kind of new to you, when you really, really, really wanted something and you manifested it. Um, it was when I started working with Mary and started to understand this process and really tried hard to work it. I really didn't understand it, but I, you know, manifesting was something that I was interested in, of course, you know, you're going to get stuff magically, magically things are going to appear into your life. And so I really forced the issue and it didn't work. Right. It, it just like this, you know, it's not working. What's the deal. And the more, the more I tried, the less that it worked. It was just, and then I don't remember how or where, but coming to the realization that it didn't really require any effort and the biggest key to making it work in my life was doing a lot of inner work, right? Right, right. So finding a place of 
nothing but pure happiness and vibrating at that level all the time and getting all the blocks out of the way that block the manifesting process from working in our life. Right, right. So what was, you know, I mean, you were raised a worker. You were a man, man, and a man, man, works. And work hard to get those things. Yeah, work hard to get those things. You know, sheer force and brute horsepower was how I was trained to get things. And That was your strategy. Right. It's just, you know, like I said, brute force and sheer horsepower. Right. how you got things and how you got things done and um it works but it's very draining and it sometimes you know there's a lot of effort with no results and it's very discouraging and but you know manifesting is the same way if if you don't clear mental blocks and and get rid of the thoughts of lack right Everybody has the ability to create the intention or create the desire or create the dream of what it is that they want. And then in the next instant, they go into, well, I don't have it. See, that's that's a negative right out of the gate that negates everything that was intended to have and intended to desire. So then, you know, spirit or the universe says, okay, well, you really don't want it because you really don't believe it. <laughs> and, right. And, that's another big key is is you have to find it in yourself to understand and believe that it works. Right. So tell me about like the first time that you know you did your inner work and consciously manifested something that probably wouldn't have come to you any other way. Well, there's the 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 fox you know, how else could that fox have appeared at that particular moment, at that particular time in my life to to show me and to teach me that this is the way it works. This is how so, it is. That So that was like a that was like a, a, a sign, a revealing. But think of something that you really, really wanted. You wanted a new truck, you wanted that a happened. different apartment, you wanted something. Yeah. That that happens on a regular basis, just what you said, you know. I imagine a new truck, and I'm walking down a street, or I see a truck for sale, and, you know, the, the, that, the, that, that opportunity was manifested by me. Right, um, right. Particular instances, I mean, just manifesting, manifesting people into my life, my life manifesting work into my shop, manifesting cash. Well, I think uh, it was in the abundance chapter that you talked about how you would say, "Okay, we're here. Let everybody know," you right. know, and within a day or two, like you would have a bunch of customers come in. That's manifesting, right? Because I truly right. believed that they were there. I truly believed in this process. All I had to do was visualize it and let the universe know that we're here, we're ready to go, right? I I assume that you, you at some point in time, saw the movie um, The Secret. Sure. Okay. What were your thoughts on The Secret? 
um, they forgot a step. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people that feel that way because they go, this doesn't work, you know. Well, that's because they forgot a step. They right. forgot. They forgot the most important step of all in the movie The Secret, and that is to take action. You have to take some kind of action to put right. yourself into the flow of opportunity. Right? right? You can create all of the visions and the dreams and put some feeling to it and believe as if it's already happened and let go of the idea, but until you take some kind of action to put yourself into the flow of opportunity, nothing's going to happen. So a lot of people found themselves creating these elaborate desires and intentions, and then they'd sit on the couch and wait for it, right? Right. And then they'd debunk it. This is a bunch of hokey pokey, woo-woo, it's not going to work. This is all, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, you didn't do anything. Well, I mean, the the example that they showed in the movie is this woman who sees this necklace in a window, and she really, really, really wants it, right? And then her boyfriend is giving it to her, or some guy is giving it to her, right? And the other example is the kid who really, really wants a bike, and then he gets a bike, you know. It just kind of magically appears, yeah. you know, they yeah. It's not the case. You know, there has to be, you have to, You first off, you have to be in a high vibrational state, right? In order to, said this, right? In, in, yeah, in order to turn the transmitter on, right? That's like the key switch on the, on the microphone. So you, you have to be in a high vibrational state and create that desire and that intention, feel as if, you already have it, create that feeling and that desire and let go of it and let go of the attachment to its outcome. And then go on about your business and but make sure you're doing something that will allow yourself to be put into the flow of opportunity or the flow or the ability for that to come into your reality. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, my good friend Pam Grout has written a couple of books, E-Cubed and E-Squared. E-Squared comes first and then E-Cubed. And it's just phenomenal. This book, E-Squared, has nine experiments in it that take the disbeliever from step one into step nine. And she has gotten phenomenal results from people that just simply... Read that book. So I guess in in this book we want to refer if they want to explore that even more, or they're just in the basics of understanding manifesting and want to really get into the nitty gritty of it. You know, check out E squared. It's phenomenal. And I, I I read her blog posts and I read people that send her email and it's just it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's right. just amazing. Um, The first thing you have here on our outline for the topic of manifesting is you wrote, it's a co-creation with spirit or source. Can you say more about that? Well, you're co-creating. So when, when you're transmitting 
your want and desire. You're in a high vibrational state, and you're feeling happy. I mean, this is this is stuff on the inside too. So if you know if you've got to do some healing in other areas to get to this high vibrational state, then you need to go and work on that. Um, so you're in this high vibrational state, and you create this intention and this desire, and you let spirit or the universal spirit or the force know about it, then you are in co-creation with the universe to bring that into your reality. Right. How do people get into a high vibrational state? It's just, you know, happiness. No negative thoughts. You're joyful. Um, Gratitude. You know, we come back to gratitude. Gratitude helps to keep and maintain you in that high vibrational state because you're aware of everything in your life that you're grateful for. How could you not be happy with those kind of thoughts and ideas? Right. Right. You know, that's something, too, that I've been thinking about in appealing to millennials, um, Denise, is, is, you know... We're, we're wrestling around with this spirit or God or universal. And it hit me the other day that, you know, millennials can really identify with the thoughts and ideas from the Star Wars trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. The Force. Mm-hmm. And I think that Yoda and and all the all the references to the Force are true. Those are true aspects of how the universal spirit, how God, how how it all works. Right. So anyway, just something we might consider in, when we're discussing. Kind of incorporating it. Well, <laughs> anyway. I, I always thought that the idea of the force was intended to be kind of a placeholder for spirit or God or, yeah. or the universe. Yeah. I, you know, I never put it together. And I'm a Star Wars trilogy fan. I have Yoda pick. Yoda's my little buddy. I have, you know, all of his sayings. and But it never really clicked that. I guess it did click, but it didn't click like it's clicking now that, you know, here they're depicting a different style of God, a, a, a different style of being with the force, being that there's a dark side and a and a good side. Yeah, see, I always saw it. I mean, for the first time I saw the movie, you know, it came out in 76. I saw it, like, you know, shortly after it came out. I mean, I always saw it as being like this placeholder for God. Right. You know, just a, a different I would imagine I did too, but I didn't click. I guess I just didn't click with it clicking with millennials like I'm clicking with it now. You know, I mean, they're 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 really identifying with this. Yep, I don't know that they're grasping the concept as being a reality for them or a description for them, right? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I making sense? <laughs> well, you're always making sense <laughs> in a nonsensical kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> right? So the next thing you have here, and this would be great if you can give an example from your life of calling money to come to me, like a fresh, different example. Um, it, it just, 
you know, having the model airplane field, I stepped into a cash flow because I was providing I was providing space and ability for people to network and enjoy their hobby and come and fly their airplanes and they were more than happy to pay me for that ability. Mm-hmm. So I after studying with Mary and getting clear of, you know, getting clear of the whole alcoholism thing and doing the 12 steps, I I came to realize that I really don't have any problem calling money. Right? It it and it just happens um with just about every venture that I take on except for Toastmasters really. <laughs> now that I think about it. But with my shop, you know, I I really don't have any problem calling money. The shop has been alive now. How I have no idea. Why I have no idea, but it's been in existence for close to 17 years. That's amazing. And, and it's always had a good positive cash flow. No matter the ups and downs, I've always made payroll. I've always had money to buy parts. I've always had money to to buy new equipment. Um and there's another lesson in manifesting, you know, manifesting equipment that I need in my shop. So I would here recently, I just sat back and I thought, you know, I really could use another one of those and I could use another one of those. And I was talking to my machinist about it. And about five minutes later, he came up to me and he says, here, look at this. And exactly what I wanted for sale by another company in Washington State. For a discounted price. They were brand new. They were less than a year old. And two for one. Well, not two for one, but two for a, a, a fair price from the same place of exactly what I wanted. In the, it, you know, for me to be able to get what I wanted from the same place, the same shop that was selling them because they were surplus for him. Yeah, I it, I manifested that. That's cool. So yeah. for the, for the uninitiated, okay. How do they call in money? First of all, you need to get rid of all the blocks, right? You have to be at a happy state in your life. This is, I mean, you can't just switch this on, right? It, it is something that you have to work. I mean, some people can, you, you, you can, but to, to guarantee success, you have to be in a grateful state of mind because the minute you have a, a thought of lack or negative thinking, it has the ability to shut it off, right? It has the ability to just click and it's gone. Mm-hmm. So getting to a place where you believe that this works and, you know, Calling money, let's, how, how can we say it? This might be an advanced level. I would, I would recommend that people start to work with this process and understand how it works. It certainly doesn't mean that you can't do that. So, you know, if you were doing, if you were doing um, Pam Grout's first experiment in E squared, right, where, where you demand proof, 
from spirit within the next 48 hours by bringing me, she has one example, I just read an example, a woman, a dis, kind of a disbeliever, she decided, okay, I want somebody to bring me a nice, cool, green drink in the next 45, 48 hours to prove that this works. And she let go of it, and she went about her day, and she went and met her friend, and her friend was standing there holding this green drink to give to her. And it was it was like proof positive. So, I mean, you could certainly say, okay, I, I need some money. And prove to me in the next 48 hours that this works by bringing this to me. But to really get into the keys of it, you know, you have to be in a high vibrational state. You have to understand and know what it is that you're going to do with this money. Right. So the first thing is, is being happy, yep. right? And, you know, because that's the, the being happy and the gratitude is the origination of the high vibrational state. That turns the transmitter on. It turns the transmitter on. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know this idea of prove it to me by showing up with yeah. a green drink in 48 hours. That I might be a... That might be a bit much. I'm just relating. It feels like it's kind of like testing God. Yeah. Or testing spirit in a way. He's had re- you know? rave reviews on it, though. It's just phenomenal. And, okay. you know, you know, here's the deal. When I first started getting into manifesting and understanding abundance and... Um, now, it, it could be just an awareness thing on my part that these magical things were happening in my life, but when I first started to really grasp these concepts and put them into practice, it was like popcorn. Things were just popping left and right, and all these things were happening, and I was just in, I was in, I was in la-la land. Look at how magical this thing, this idea is. Look at all these things happening. Well, I was also in the proof stage, right? Prove to me this works. Prove to me that I need some evidence that, right? Which, I see, I always think God doesn't like that proof to me stuff. Right, right, right. You know, faith is the I, idea of believing without having proof. Right, right. Maybe but that's just to, my Catholic background, you well, know. Well, I, I have to know. think that... In the beginning, though, it was just like, here, check this out, and here, check this out, and here. But, you know, I was really in that in that vibration. I was really in the belief system that this could work, and I was really, I was really working with it, you know. And, and today, I don't know that I consciously work with it to that extent because it's just a natural part of my being, right? Well, it, and that was to the next thing, which is that idea of keep the flow going. So you want me to suggest to your reader this idea of prove to me? Maybe not. Okay. So what would be another step? They're in a high vibrational step place. Get really, really clear. They're really, really clear on what they want and why they want it. And right? and act as if. And act right? as if. They so already you, have it. You want to create those feelings and that emotion. Right. Jeff Bowen used to say, be, do, have. Yeah. Yep. Be, do, have. 
So I'll put that in. And then, you know, you kind of release it to the universe and get into action, right? Right. And 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 here's something that really worked for me was is believe that this believe it that it's going to be this or something better. Right. And right. and and detach from the outcome. Right. And the minute you think of lack or it's not here yet or it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, right? You already just turned the transmitter off at that point. Right. Right. So it has a lot to do with faith. It has a lot to do with believing. It has a lot to do with detachment. It has a lot to do with that high vibrational energy. And being joyful and grateful. We do have. No. Jack used to have that in his uh, mastermind journals. You know, after, you know, you create it, you chill out, right? Maybe that's something that the millennials can can identify with. Just just chill out. Don't try and force it. Some of the best gifts that I've ever received from this process really required no effort on my part. Yeah, you know what? That happened with for me with something in my business today that I've been wanting and it's been going back and forth and back and forth and is it going to happen? And I finally, I think when I first woke up this morning or before or just as I was going to bed last night, I thought, you know what? If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. If it happens, it's great. And if it doesn't, it's a sign of something better coming. Yep. You know? And sure enough, it happened. <laughs> well, so it got to a point. It got to a point where, you know, I really had to be careful what I thought about, right? I was, I was, I was so into this high vibrational state that I had to, and, and this taught me, and maybe this was what God or Spirit was trying to get to me this point that, you know, choose your thoughts wisely. Yeah, because too much, I guess, coming into your life, what creates confusion or overwhelm? Or like, Tell me more about what you mean. Just to, to because I, I came to understand that I could bring into my reality just about anything. And, and was that really what I wanted, right? Was that? You know, I, I I manifested a girlfriend, and it became very serious, and she was married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right? And That's not a good thing. No, but it happened, and it was just crazy, Denise, because I could manifest being wherever she was, right? Well, you're always in the right place at the right time, right? Right. But I'd go to the grocery store thinking, oh, she's going to be there, and sure enough. Or I'd go to the mall thinking that she was going to be there. I'd pull in the parking lot, and there's her car. Wow. Um, um, I, I'd have thoughts of her, and I'd walk outside my shop, and she'd be driving down the street. So what what did you do? I mean, did you, I mean, not necessarily in the relationship, but what did you do to kind of like, um, slow the flow a little bit, you know. Well, I had to, I had I was I was deeply, about what you really wanted, or. Well, here's what happened. 
So it manifesting, especially when we're working with relationships and um, the love of our life, right? Here, right. There's one caveat is you cannot be person-specific. Now, I wasn't person-specific when this happened, but it just it just kind of happened. But I, I want to make sure we put that caveat and maybe we'll get into that a little bit more in relationships because it will not work when it's person specific. Tell me when you say person specific, you so say, I want, Bob, I want Bob Smith. Right. Or I want Mary I'm, Smith. I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing a, a relationship with Bob Smith. Or right. I, I'm so this relationship looks like this, and Bob's in it, and Bob's doing this, and Bob's doing that. And see, Universal Spirit has a different plan for Bob. Maybe. Right. And it might not include being in your life. So right. when we're working with relationships and people, you can't be person specific because it's just it doesn't work that way. You can be. You can be personality specific and hair specific and eye color specific and characteristics, all qualities, characteristics, qualities, all of that. But you just cannot be person specific. Okay. All right. Like but, actually naming the individual. Right. Right. It, it it doesn't necessarily work because then you become attached to that person and and you know spirit might have something totally different for that person and. So to get back to this thing, you know, I manifested this girlfriend and I didn't stop it. She was married, although I was being told, you know, I'm I'm young in in recovery and in this in in these thoughts and ideas of metaphysics and I'm working with it, right? So um and and you know, her intention to me was that he wasn't going to be around that long and blah blah. So I fell in love with this woman. And then it just came to the point where she chose him over me and broke my heart. I mean, it, 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 I had never been busted like that in my entire life. Now, what did spirit have in mind? Well, it, to me, when I look back at that, as I needed to learn some lessons quickly about life that I didn't have and uh, about understanding relationships and, and how this all worked, that I didn't have. I had, you know, basically inebriated myself for 30 years of my life and didn't allow myself to grow in these kinds of areas. So, mm-hmm. so to me, a lot of these experiences that I experienced quickly was all to bring me up to speed. What was the gift in that experience for you? Uh, don't covet thy neighbor's wife. <laughs> Anything else, Todd? <laughs> uh, be careful what you wish for. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of it was just lessons in manifesting, lessons in relationships, Lessons in understanding the human nature and the human psyche. I, I mean, the list goes on and on and on of the things I came away from that with. And heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the first I mean, time you ever felt like you really had your heart broken? Oh, yeah. Truly. I had never felt anything like that before. I mean, that was... And 
you know, here I had spent a lot of my life breaking hearts like that. Right. Of course. Of course. Right. I had no, I had no idea of how that felt. Yeah. Right. To that extent. So that was a lesson that I needed to learn. Right. Right. So, huh. Okay. Okay. Well, well good. manifesting. I mean, that was a. I mean, a lot of, a lot of what I, what this whole time period there after learning metaphysics. I mean, it was just like I was in this turbo boost, learning mode, because my focus was so intently on understanding how metaphysics worked and and how it all worked, and and it was just. So and, you were really you were really new to it at the time. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next thing you have here on the list, it says, keep the flow going, it says. So we 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 do that by maintaining a high state of happiness, right? Were you, were you in a high state of happiness at that time and in that relationship? Big time. I mean, that that was what, you know, I mean, so here's what I learned. Here's, you asked, here's what I learned, and, I, and somebody said this to me, and it made total sense. And it, it goes like this. Heartbreak. Oh, when you have a love affair with knowledge, heartbreak becomes not so tough, right? Heartbreak becomes what? Not so tough. Or heartbreak... It becomes a little easier to bear, maybe. Exactly. So... So my understanding of that was having a love affair with the knowledge of people and understanding and, and relationships and and you know you don't you don't know what you don't know and you don't know a person until you get to know them mm-hmm. and so having a love affair with the knowledge and not being so attached to that person something else that I learned at that time that we're getting into a lot of relationship stuff but. You know, making a person my higher power, they're human and they're going to fail me. So so, so putting a, a person, making a person my God and relying on them to make me happy and relying on them to, you know, be my life. That's not such a good thing. They're going to fail me, right? Yeah, yeah, because they're only human. And... So I learned then that my number one relationship in life needed to be with what I believed in, with the force. And then Right. Or now you now we call spirit. Spirit. My 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 number one relationship needed to be that's where I needed to have my love affair with. And if that happened, then all relationships that then became that then came into my reality would be true. Mhm. And real. Yeah. Okay. So back to your question. I just had some trains. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have something here on the outline. You wrote it said staying in the flow. You know. So and we're we, talking about staying in that place of constant happiness, gratitude, gratitude. high vibration, right? And and um, and dissolving those negative thoughts. So. I can remember. Remember, I told you about where I can remember when I could. I, I I could remember. I could. I could understand that I could choose my thoughts. This was big for me. 
choosing your thoughts. Yeah. I could turn this thing off and choose what to think about. Mm-hmm. Now, that was really big in understanding that negative thoughts would come in from everywhere. I had this picture of my head, and negative thoughts were just coming into my mind, and I didn't have control of it. And now I could pop up an umbrella, and they couldn't get me, right? I, so I could choose... So that I could turn the negative thoughts off. I didn't have to dwell on them and then let them wreck my high energy vibration. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I am curious about this idea. It's like you realized you could bring in anything you want, so it's like you had to get more clarity around what do I really want. Right. Are you are you relating to thoughts, like negative thoughts, or my desires? Well, just thoughts of of just getting clear, because in the world we live in, it's easy to let too much come into your life. I mean, exactly. we kind of dealt with that a little bit in the chapter on clutter. All of this stuff. I mean, it's just crazy. The news and you know, with the internet today, and and I, you can read articles about things that sound so real and so true, and it's bullshit, right? And you can buy into that, or like give me give me a for instance. Oh, I saw an article today, and I just thought, man, it was something to the effect that Obama. It's now been proven that Obama is a traitor. Impeachment is impending because he has allowed ISIS terrorists into the United States dressed as Iranian refugees or whatever, right? Jeez. I know. But it was all dressed up, and I started to read it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is just bullshit. (laughs) It's like... so, you know, I'm I'm sitting there thinking, you know, what, the press has gone to hell. You know, it used to be when you wrote a story, you verified its accuracy before you even published it, right? I mean, Check, the, checks, yeah, checks and balances. You the know? editors there had to be, said, verify there had to who's be. your source, who's your source. I mean, this is right. And now, I mean, people are creating blog posts and they're creating information. There is so much misinformation that can bring a person into negative energy, right? I mean, they could buy into that and think that that's true. And then what are they, they're going to be walking around with this ill feeling toward President Obama, which there's already enough of that. Right. Um, so the news and, you know, this whole thing with the animal rights is just rampant. And my assistant You know, she reads this stuff daily about how this German killed the largest bull elephant in in Kenya, and you know, pictures are all over the internet. And I mean, she just gets herself into a place of 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 anger, and and it's 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 crazy how she lets these articles affect her emotions. But it sounds like what you're talking about. I'm not sure if you mean this or not. 
you know, when you say you can have too much coming into your life, it's almost like manifesting negativity in your life. Right. Some people, like my ex-wife, isn't having a good day unless she creates She's having a bad, day. bad day. Right. Right. And we all know people like that. Right. So, so these kinds of things have to stop. I mean, you can read these things, but just don't buy into them and give them energy. Right. Some people. Some people that are really inept into metaphysics, I mean, they don't watch any TV at all. Right. They don't read any news at all unless it's trusted a, a trusted news source, right? They've just taken all of the negativity totally out of their reality, and it works for them. Mm-hmm. Well, they think it works for them, yeah. you know. I so. mean, we, we, at some point, we still have to be informed. We have to make informed decisions. What is, I, I'm scared about those kind of people voting because they don't know, you know, they don't yeah. know what's going on, you know. That's 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 all. Other than that, it's up to them, you know. But choosing our thoughts, I think, is the point that we want to get to, and and, and not letting these things affect our emotions and take us down to a low energy state, and and that's depression, right? Yeah. Gratitude, gratitude will bring us back up. Gratitude will make us grateful and understand grateful for all the things that are around us and put us in that happy, joyous state that we need to be in to create a reality that we want to have. Right, right. So the next thing you have here on our uh, outline is it's, and I think we've kind of already talked to this, but maybe there's some things you want to add to it, is you wrote, the ancient system, create the vision, act as if, wait to receive. That's how, I mean, it sounds kind of like the secret, right? That is the secret, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have the action step in it, but tell me about why why you called it the ancient system. Because the, this this principle has been taught for thousands and thousands of years. The Egyptians were aware of how this works, and it, it goes back even further. I'm, it's so it's not like it's a new idea or a new. How, how do you think it is that? we've gotten so far away from it that we start learning it when we're like in our 30s or 40s or something like that instead of learning it as kids. Yeah, that's a curious question. Why don't we teach our kids meditation? Why don't we teach our kids, you know, the abundance? And I think that the industrial age came along and gave us this mechanized, society and you know that whole work hard and horsepower and you know what you said earlier well and religion religion played a part in it too because you know they needed a way to be able to control the masses you can't you couldn't have there you go organized a bunch of of wizards running around creating things in the world and, and and be able to control them Get them to pay taxes to the king, right? <laughs> right. So then you then you think about you know the witch hunts, and you, you think about all of these people that had these abilities naturally, right? Mm-hmm. And and they hunted them down, and and whether they whether they did or didn't, they sequestered. You know, they killed them. Yeah, burned and alive that, or drowned or whatever. And know? that sequestered anybody else from developing magical powers 
So, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in we don't get to know how we don't want to be until we get there. And I also believe, you know, there's a there's a dark side and a light side. And I think that, you know, what people feared was people working with the dark energy and the dark side. And, and it, there, there's truly two sides to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it really was like pushed down by uh, uh, organized religion, I think, and maybe our educational system, you know, and way sort of way of learning, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, the industrialized age, I think you're right about that, you know. Um, There's a lot of things that, you know, have just kind of sloughed you know, being connected to spirit. You know, the, the the Indians have a saying that one day the white man will come back to the red man ways. And I already, you know, I already see a lot of that going on. People, yeah, getting, I agree. Yeah, and and it's just going to be a complete. You know, and here's a perfectly good example. I'm Cherokee, and in doing research of my heritage and understanding i came to understand that when we took them off of their land and put them in these compounds you know we took their bibles away basically they had they had pouches with their history in these pouches you know and it was just objects that kind of laid out their history and their understanding of things and it was kind of a mental verbal history of things and yet we took Each object from. was a, maybe a reminder of a exactly. story or a something. Exactly. Right, and we took yeah. all of those away from them. Right. And then talking to my grandmother, she's gone now, my great-grandmother, um, you know, it just came to a point where they just forgot everything. They, they, they didn't even want to talk about, you know, being an Indian or a Cherokee. They were completely Americanized or white manized or whatever you want to call it. It, it. And and so none of what they understood and none of their traditions were ever passed down. Mm-hmm. Right? It was just like an ending of a, a, an entire belief system. And it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about organized religion. I'm thinking about... You know, how would they get people to run those factories if they didn't have this ethic of work? Sure. You know, or a, like work. Or work, a place, work, work. A place of heaven and hell. So if you don't do it our way, you're going to go to hell. Right, right, And if right. you want to get ahead, you know, if you want to make sure that you go to heaven, this is what you do and this is... Which, right. which was the well, case? In, oh. in the old, you know, the kings in old ancient Europe used to say... Um, you know, this is part of how they kept them working, you know, slaving away, paying taxes to the king, is they would say, you'll get your reward in heaven. Yeah. Life may be hard here on earth, you know, you'll get your reward on heaven. So, I mean, they literally died, you know, with <laughs> with this idea of no reward now, but I'll get it after I die, you know. Which, so look at the terrorists, you know, they believe, if they blow themselves up in a bomb, that they'll go to heaven. Seventy-two and, virgins. And, yeah, 
See? Right. I mean, it's still working today. And the other thing that they instilled in them was just fear. Mm-hmm. You know, but public executions and, you know, do 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 a wrong thing or stand against the king and this is what happens. So, uh, yeah. Right. Right. Nice. You know, one one of the things when my husband and I we went to um we went to Spain. Um this was before you and I connected a, a few we got back a few weeks after you maybe a month uh before you and I connected. But anyway, we went to this place in Spain that's called Toledo or Toledo. You know, spelled like Toledo, Ohio. Right. You know. And anyway, it's this ancient walled in medieval city. And I mean, it's like the real deal. It's not Disneyland, you know. I mean, you know, cathedrals that were built in the 1300s on top of mosques that were built in the 800s and, you know, I mean, suits of armor and everything. And, boy, I'll tell you what, the things they did to get people to stay in line, you know. I know. One time we're, we're, we're sitting outdoors at this little cafe, and, of course, I don't speak. You know, I mean, I know like menu Spanish, that's about it. But after we'd been there for about a week, I was starting to get a little bit better with some words. And we're sitting outdoors at this cafe having dinner. I said, Ernie, look at this sign over there. And you know how sometimes you'll see like a post and it'll have like a dozen different street signs pointing you in different directions, you know? Well, one of those signs was the Museum for Instruments of Torture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Being, that's what it was, the Spanish Inquisition, right? Crazy. Yeah. I know, I know. So the last thing you have here, and I think I added this to the list, cause I, so I don't know if this resonates with you or not. Um, it's something that I've done for many years and I like doing, is um, the power of vision boards and visualizing. Very powerful. Um I mean, if you don't like it, I can, you know, I don't have to put it in there, but. No, I think, I think they help. They, they help in, in getting things started. I, I think I told you the story about my friend who was really big on vision boards and she went and got a haircut and was just sick about this haircut. She just came home and looked at herself in the mirror and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is just crazy. I I can't believe that she did it this way. And then she walked by her vision board and sure enough, there was a woman on her vision board that had that exact same haircut. Yeah. You told me that. Have you ever done a vision board for you? I played around with them. Um, ever gotten any results from it? Um, you know, I can remember creating one with a microphone on it and a, a guy standing on a stage speaking and, you know, everything, Everything that I was able to bring into my life, I think I am more of a, a creative visualization person. So I create the vision board in my mind. So let's talk about how you do that. Um, okay, so creating a vision. I had here's some visions that I had when I decided that I wanted to be a public speaker. And, you know, I was traveling all over the United States with Mary and Bob Proctor and Les Brown, helping them set their stages up and creating the space and working the sound and just, you know, making sure everything, the stage was, had lots of props on it. You know, I I can remember going out in the hotel at two and three o'clock in the morning 
um, just grabbing plants out of the lobby and out of different places to put on. I've the done stage. that. I, I've done that before. You know. <laughs> so and then you know I would sit in the back of the room and watch these people. You know, just inspire people to death. No, I don't want to give energy to that, but just really get them motivated and and give them an understanding of a better life and. I would then watch these people walk to the back of the room and pay tens of thousands of dollars for these programs. And Right. I don't know. I would sit in the back of the room and I'd think, gosh, you know, I could do that. I could, I could totally do this. And I, I was big on working out of Think and Grow Rich. I was teaching people out of Think and Grow Rich at this time and I started to work on this whole public speaking thing, and I was sharing it with a friend of mine one day, and he says, Todd, I'm a Toastmaster. Have you ever considered going? And I, I hadn't. I showed up the meeting and decided that was what I was going to do. I was going to do Toastmasters for a while. Um, and I lost my train of thought. So what spurred me on this? You you said, uh, I said, you know, you, you haven't done a whole lot of visualize. Uh, oh, so creative visualize. Okay. So, creative visualizing, yeah, so instead of vision boards. Right. So I created this vision in my mind of me standing on a stage and overlooking just thousands of people. And from the left to the right to the center, it was just a sea of people, and they were all there to hear me speak. And it wasn't long after after that that I was surfing around on the back end of, of the first radio show I was involved with, and people were listening to our show from Great Britain and Australia and Greece. I mean, we were getting hits from all these countries of them downloading our podcast, and that was pretty crazy. I also had... So th- that was a vision that I had... Um, so I create these mental pictures in my mind of things that I want to bring into my reality, and I just get really clear and focused about what those look like. Mm-hmm. I also use affirmations. We've talked about that. So I, at that time, I had a an affirmation of people of the earth, can you hear me? And that's from a song um, by Billy Thorpe. It's actually an album. And there's a song on that album, that, and he says that, People of the Earth, Can You Hear Me? And that just kept ringing over and over in my mind. And that was the other part of looking at the back end of the podcast situation is just people all over the earth could hear me. Um, I visualize, so when I'm model making and I'm creating a, a new type of model, I, I've I completely visualize the wing and how the wings put together and and I just mull over every detail in my mind and the next thing, you know, I find myself in my workspace creating this model airplane wing. And you know what? I want to go back over just for a minute. You know, we're almost done for today. But I want to go back and, and you know, that thing about people of the earth can you hear me. And do you think that you sort of implanted that idea in your mind or was it something that just sort of like landed there? Well, Did, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, used like, 
I used to listen to that song when I was in the Marine Corps because that's when that album came out. It was called Children of the Sun. That's the name of the song, Children of the Sun. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I was so attracted to this album and especially that song, but the way he sung it and, and People of the Earth, Can You Hear Me? And um, I don't know, it just stuck in my mind. And then it just went away. And during this time, it just popped back into my mind. So it's not like you sort of like strategized and made lists and did whatever. It really just almost was like came back to you. Yeah. Like magically. Right. You know. It, it was something that it was something that was supposed to be a part of me. Right. Right. And that, that's the other thing about manifesting is you know, being on your de- divine purpose a lot of young people get so frustrated that that they've chosen and this is a perfectly good example of a person that I just recently worked with right they're they're they've spent they've spent their time studying writing and they're really good writing right and and yet they're getting frustrated because they're not finding work and they're not finding clients and they're not finding and you know this just really pushing really hard and getting getting her to understand you know is this your purpose is is this your true calling do you really really love to do this is does your knower know that that you're supposed to do this and and her immediate reaction was well this is what i've studied this is this is yeah see that's a whole different thing this is what i've focused on this is what this is what I've chosen, and but who chose that, right? It, 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 was it influence from others? Like parents or whatever. Yeah. So that's something that I'm noticing young people struggling with is they've chosen something they think is something that they want to do, but that isn't their divine purpose. And I think that when young people really get clear and really have a good understanding of of what it is they're supposed to do, what is it that they're passionate about, what is it that spirit has guided your way, right? What is it that you've asked for and asked spirit to show you that you're supposed to do? I think once we get on track and on course with what it is that we're here to do, the art of manifesting just gets even more powerful, right? So for me, understanding metaphysics, and you got to remember during this whole time, I had just gone through the 12 steps, and my big thought and my big desire was, how do I bring this to the masses? How do I, how do I get regular people, normies, to understand these principles in this process? Right. And so all of this, you know, all of this learning and all of this study has now brought me right to where I'm at, talking to Denise on the telephone every week for an hour, creating Writing a book. Books. Yep, 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 yep. I know that when a thought is like, it's almost like I didn't think it up. It was like downloaded into my brain. It comes you out know? of the blue. And right. It, well, and I know it doesn't come out of the blue. It comes out of God, you know, right? Right. And and it's like, call this person 
and say <laughs> this. Right? Yeah. And I know I used to I used to kind of push those thoughts away because I I'd go like, well, no, I can't do that. Maybe I was scared. Or maybe I was just like, I'm in the middle of something else right now. I don't want to think about this. But I have learned that when I listen to that, you know, we're talking about creatively visualizing. When I listen to that and I heed it and I pick up the phone and I call, hey, I was just thinking about you and I wanted to ask you about blah, 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 it always turns out to be a really good thing. Right. You know? Yep. Anyway. That's that's you know that's understanding that your knower knows and your knower knows if you're on track and if if you ask your knower is this it or not it you'll feel it in your abdomen you know your gut right right and trusting in that though is is the key and and getting you know getting in the practice of really experimenting with this and finding out when it is that you're getting a a, a positive um, return. Right. So closing thoughts on manifesting. It works if you work it? No, that's not good. Um, All these things work if you work them, right? <laughs> you know? Really. Manifesting is, is it's, it's magical. It is... Um, it, it's a process that takes practice, and there are some definite keys to doing it. We've got, and we could review the keys. You know, you have to be in that state of happiness, create create a vision and intention, get really clear, detach from it, Release and be open. The universe. Yeah, be open, open to the to possibility. Receive. I think that for for the uninitiated, for somebody who's new at this, it's like that inner work is. The first, you know, when you're kind of getting to learn it is just as challenging as the working hard with brute horsepower. Right. Right. You know, because there is that level. I mean, and I think the biggest reason why it's challenging is because of the trust factor. And the faith. And the faith, yeah. Of course. Those go together. And the belief. The belief system. If you have any kind of, any kind of negative belief about you know, it's woo-woo. I mean, believe that I believe it until you can believe it, until you prove to yourself that it works. Right. Right. Good. Yeah. We're moving forward. So, anyway. So, next week, do you want to go back to Thursday, or do you have more of these um, speaking contests on Thursday and keep it on Friday Thursday. for a couple more weeks? Thursday, Thursday? Is, is, I'm assisting with the, with the speech craft at Antioch University. Okay. For the rest of October. So Oh, that's right. Okay. But All I right. don't think, hang on. Let me see if there's a contest because what goofed us up last week was there was a contest on Wednesday because I think Wednesday seemed to work for you pretty good too though, right? Yeah, next week it does. Let's see. That would be like the 20 First Wednesday. Magic Window says Wednesday. So I don't have any contests on Wednesday. I do have one on Thursday. Oh my gosh, when is that one? You have four on what Thursday? That's at no, 5:30 I'm kidding. Five thirty to eight thirty. That conflicts, but it'll be right down the street, so I should be okay. Um, 
So next Wednesday's open or next Friday? Uh, let's do Wednesday. Um, let me double, let me double triple check. I think it's open, but just make sure here. Okay, that is the twenty first. That sounds good. That'll work. Six o'clock. Six o'clock works. Okay. All righty. Actually, let's try because I have I have a, a district two radio interview at seven. You want to do five thirty? So you have a little time in between. Five forty five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okie dokie. Have a groovy week. Nice chatting with you as always. All right. You as well, Todd. Talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Bye bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.